Welcome to Royal Table Talk. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton and I am your host. And today I have brought to you a beautiful, amazing young lady. So I have to tell you this because it's important for me. I put out this post and I'm looking for all of these like really, really smart people who's had all these really, really smart life experiences. Because for me, that's where the information is. Absolutely, you gotta have book smart. I'm a counselor, been working in therapy for a long time. But when you have people who have that life experience to go on top of that, I can feel it. It, it resonates for me. It resonates for my listeners. It resonates for the women that I'm blessed and honored to serve. And so I'm bringing to you today, Miss Stephanie, tell us who you are in the world. Hi, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad we found each other. So yes, I'm Stephanie Lynn Salick. And I am an author and really, I'm. there's lots of stuff. I could tell you my accolades, my BS that's out there and all the things that I've done, but I'm here because I truly am here to give back, to share my lesson, to help leaders at the core. I am here to help leaders bring in and usher in this new generation of leaders that needs to be here. Our world needs somebody new, somebody with fresh eyes, somebody with human connection. And I'm here to teach that and help guide folks through that, that stickiness that we have, right? That, that thing to get us through. And, and so at the core, that's really who I am. I'm an author. I'm a senior manager at a financial technology company, but those things really, you know, just help me to bring myself into the world and help bring these new people and new leaders into life. Oh, amazing. When you say usher, you kind of, we get the chance to live a life where we get to just come on. Like, you know, when you go into church, you got the usher. They're like, okay, baby, go this way. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, baby, now go this way, right? And they're so strategic in doing so, right? Mm -hmm. And so this call to action that I prayed about doing is speaking to the mind shift, right? Mm -hmm. Because we can do so many different things. And even as we usher them down the aisle to where mm -hmm. we know that they could be and they would benefit from, yeah. They still have to have the mindset to go and to follow. Absolutely. Tell me what happened that gave you the opportunity to like, okay, I need to shift my thinking. Where were you? What was that place like for you? Um, it was a journey as it is for all of us, right? So for me, the, the thing that pushed me forward, right? And made me just come to a head is, you know, I'm project manager by trade. And so I'm at my company, I'm about five or six years ago at this point, and I'm just going through the motions of my day. I'm moving, going from meeting to meeting, walking through our aisles, we're in a big office. And I know a lot of people, I've been at my company, you know, eight, nine years at this point, I knew lots of folks and I was just walking through the aisle and all of a sudden this person stopped me. And then I go, Stephanie, what's wrong? I was like, I, I, what's wrong? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to my meeting. I'm happy. How are you today? How's everything? And they're like, no, you're not, you're not yourself. And I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. Well, thank you for asking. I'm, you know, I'm good today. Thank you. And I just moved on with my day. Well, that knocked me. Mm -hmm. You can't call me out. I'm Stephanie. I'm happy. I'm 
doing the things. I'm getting everything done. When I got home that night, I realized I had started, I, I wasn't able to compartmentalize anymore. At home, I was dealing with my mother. I had been carrying the weight of her, now that I know, mental illness for my entire life. And caring for her, <clears throat> being the mother, when I did the work, starting at five years old, I was the adult in the room. I was the one carrying the load and just ushering her again. I, at the time, I didn't use that word because I was, I was just being the daughter. But I finally felt in that moment, in that day, that apparently that heaviness that I had been carrying was starting to show. I was no longer compartmentalizing my life like we all do, right? We, we all have our people, who we are in different moments, right? We're someone at church. We are someone when we're in the grocery store, even we're a different person. We're somebody's different when we're with our friends sometimes and with our families. And in that moment for me, I wasn't compartmentalizing anymore. I wasn't, a, I wasn't Stephanie, the project manager, powerhouse, happy-go-lucky girl. It had come crashing down on me. And, it, and that trickled um, into me starting to work on myself and find out what it was ultimately having to what I call release my mother from my life. Um, she, I, I couldn't, I had to finally put up a boundary, which was tough. I mean, you can, you don't want to, you don't want to let your mother go. You don't want to block her from your life. There's people who don't have mothers. And so that guilt, that was a hard process, a mental shift in itself. But it was that moment, that day when my world was colliding that I, I that I started my journey to, to figuring out how to shift my mindset and to be a better person um, and, and overall. So let me ask you this, because you put so many nuggets and I didn't want to stop. <laughs> so first and foremost, you mentioned, mentioned that at the age of five, you started caring for your mom because of mm -hmm. her mental health right? So that means we have a small kindergartner that is now caring for an adult, mm -hmm. right? Making sure that if, if, if need be, she gets this done, she gets that done, and then she don't forget to take care of me because I have needs as well, right? Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned because of that, that's trauma, right? Mm -hmm. That's being parentified, which means you can't have a healthy development because now you're an adult versus a little girl. Mm -hmm. And then you grow up because you have that leadership skills and you still mm -hmm. talk about leadership, leadership, because you <laughs> developed that at a young age. So now mm -hmm. you're running things because you know how, mm -hmm. but you forget to take care of you. Yeah. Right. We forget yep. to take care of you. You forget to take care of you. And yeah. then all of a sudden somebody brought it to your attention, but because of the leader that you are, you went right home and started addressing that right mm -hmm. that's yeah. that leader yeah. that's that leader and so mm -hmm. what was that what was that relationship let me back up a little bit what is that relationship with your mother like now uh it's still estranged um and to be very transparent to your team i'm pretty sure she's homeless on the streets gotcha. um which you know you can only help 
someone so far. And I truly believe I, I had to set that boundary for me. Um, it, it is tough to think about that she's out on the street somewhere, if that is truly where she still is today and she hasn't found refuge. But, um, but yeah, we are still estranged. She, um, it, it, you, as you understand, mental illness is tough. And it, when she can't recognize that she needs help, I, I can't help you if you can't help yourself. So. Absolutely. I, I think, I think I, I'm proud of you. Because as you alluded to, it's my mother, right? Mm -hmm. My mom. And so I don't know if you've listened to any other episodes, but my situation was the same. My mother uh, addiction, she's an alcoholic and an addict. And Mm -hmm. so she put me in a lot of unsafe situations where I was Mm -hmm. assaulted uh, continuously in the bed with her, with her, with her boyfriend. And Mm -hmm. so she still chose him over me. And 2019, when I was writing my first book, she was in the house and um, they they shipped her out here because she was unable to care for herself. And I took her in and cared for her. But yet again, she left to go back out with her guy again. So I've never been her priority. And, and like yourself, I had to learn that it's okay. It's okay. I know she loves me as much as she can. Absolutely, yep. And, and that's the rest is okay, but I'm gonna take care of me, right? But I also have that leadership matriarch type of thing going on because I learned it at such a young age. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. That explains it, right? That explains <laughs> it. It's a gift and a curse at the same time. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. But when you, when you think about the mind shift, yes. what did it take for you just to go within? and be able to accept who you are and not deal with that rejection, right? Oh, yeah. Um, hours and hours of reflection. Um, I have to tell you, the the thing that really helped me get over the edge, I'm a very uh, spiritual person. I mm-hmm. And I was called, I, I don't know how many people, or if you've talked to many folks about going to Sedona. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And so Sedona, Arizona, it is a place of energies and vortexes and crystals and, you know, all the different things. And I was called to do a retreat there. And just like you and I found ourselves, it's amazing how things just show up when you need them, when you, you, it just makes sense, right? And so I ended up going to this retreat and the place is called the Mago Retreat Center, very, um, you know, Mother Earth. And it was at that retreat I went, I, I don't even know what happened. I can just tell you that, but in this, on this property, I stepped foot on this property and started crying. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. That's I didn't, why. I just release, right? The, I, I don't, I, I went through the weekend and I had all these people that told me it's okay. And it was strangers. I did not know another soul at this retreat, but we comforted each other. We went through the, the weekend together. And in that weekend, I truly believe that my grandmother visited me. Mm-hmm. And she was the one who I was just, this, this energy at one point just bursted of love through me. And it, it literally like felt and I, my hands tingled and all these things. And I didn't, it was a love I hadn't felt before. Mm-hmm. It was it was that, that thing that was missing. And so once I felt 
that love in that moment, I couldn't turn back. I mm. knew that someone out there had me, right? That I didn't know that's what I was missing. Mm. I didn't, I didn't realize that's what it was, but I, yeah, once I had that feeling, I then my, sh that was my big shift, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's something monumental that not all of yes. us can get. Yes. But in that moment, I knew like, okay, I need to start taking these baby steps. I need to get better. I have the love that I need. I have somebody who has my back, whether they're here physically or not. Mm -hmm. I now have somebody that's supporting me, even if from beyond. And in that moment, I then started reading and taking a really big, deep look at who I've been. So we've already kind of covered that, right? Like mm -hmm. I didn't realize that five-year-old Stephanie was grooming herself to be the amazing person that I am today. Yes, ma'am. And I yes, had to take that time to get to know who I had been over the years. Uh, and that's actually one of my, my major tips that I share with people is we can't move forward in our mindset until we really know who we are at the core. Right? Yes. We Amazing have to do that work to know who I am. I might not be church Stephanie. I might not be work Stephanie, but there's something about me that I need to pull out and share in each of those areas that I am because that's what the world I'm here for. I mean, so I was here for that, right? I was something had to, you know, somebody has to share this stuff in this light, in this wonderfulness. Um, so yeah, finding myself really digging and finding me was my first step um, in, in my mindfulness and mind shift of where I am today. Amazing. Amazing. Let me tell you. So I came on a journey with you and <laughs> what I saw was this little lady, five years old, dictating to mom because by her, no choice of her own, she's unable, she's unable. Mm -hmm. And even if there was a choice, there's no choice mm -hmm. because we have no choice, right? Mm -hmm. You get that? Oh, if there was a choice, absolutely. there's no choice because we don't get absolutely. a choice, yes. right? And, and then as you are grooming and you moved on and then it was brought to your attention, then you went back and rescued mm -hmm. the little Stephanie, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. at that point in time, she needed something. She yeah. needed something. And, yeah. and and we can't grow our minds, our bodies, or our spirits until yeah. we can actually, as you alluded to, define who I am and why I do the things that I do, mm -hmm. right? Because it stops you. So in one of my books, it talks about growth mindset, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and you mentioned it. It talks about that connection. For me, I wasn't able to get internal freedom because I never connected with my mother until I had somebody that can show me that warm, fuzzy, loving, you're good enough, you're worthy. Come here, baby, let me hug you. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I'm known for today, they call me mama bear because I give them those big hugs and yeah. nothing like that heart to heart. Just come and let yes. me hug you, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but it was so much of what I needed, Stephanie, in mm -hmm. order for me to make that shift because uh -huh. that little girl inside of me was wounded. She didn't get the nurturing, the love, the support that she needed. All I knew how to do was make stuff happen, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm a mother of nine and I have 19 grandchildren, right? Oh. So 
that's a big family, baby. <laughs> hey, I have a large. Yep. I, I yeah. <laughs> so, so in doing so, I'm always the one that, okay, we need this. We need that. And then even in school, when I look at that journey where that shift took me, mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I ran for Miss John Muir because I already knew that I wanted to be in a leadership role. I, I needed to tell people how to do this, 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 and mm-hmm. this because I was groomed as a child. Yeah. So let's talk about the adult, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> so at what point in your life do you recognize that you have to go back and pull little Stephanie up forward? Because now she keep, cause you, you keep visiting her. Yeah. It's nothing we can do not to because that trauma causes that. It's called PTSD, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we're going to yeah. go back and visit little Stephanie time oh. and time again. Oh, what yes. do you, yes. What do you do to support <laughs> little Stephanie? So it's, it's the, the little things in the day, right? It's uh, taking one day at a time and not getting myself wrapped up. So for me, one of those one day, everyday things that I have really been drawn to that you wouldn't when I started it, I didn't really think that it was what was going to shift my mindset, mm-hmm. but I started a gratitude journal. Yes. And I know there's lots of people that say it. There's lots of, you know, there's lots out there, but truly, mm-hmm. whether it's your day that you need to shift your mind for or a moment that you need to shift your mind for, taking a, a breath and writing down. I am grateful for the roof over my head right now. Mm-hmm. I am grateful for being here talking to you. Mm. You can be that small or that big of what you're grateful for, but if you can, for a moment, focus your mind on being grateful for one thing, the shoes on your feet, the clothes on your back, the food in your belly. I have found that that has completely shifted me And where I've taken it deeper is that I don't go to sleep at night without writing down at least three things that I'm grateful for that day. And as I've been doing this now for about four years, I keep my journals and I, you know, every night write it down. There is some nights that I truly only put three things down because I'm exhausted from the day, but I know I need to put it down. But then there's some days where I have four or five pages where I'm journaling out, you know, all those things, those wonderful things that happened to me in that day. So gratefulness is a huge mind shift and also it helps for your growth set. You know, you can shift your mind, but then it, it helps to grow you to get outside of the little things. Those something that might be bugging you with your coworker or, you know, your spouse or your child or whatever it may be. If you can think of that one little thing that you're grateful for and you can, you can focus on that, you're, you're growing your mind right Mm -hmm. you're you're not stuck in that cycle of that moment so yeah that's my that's one of my things (laughs) i love it that that what came to my forefront when you mentioned the shoes on my feet there was a time maybe like four years ago i went downtown los angeles to go buy some curtains because i like to decorate and make stuff look pretty right Mm -hmm. so i go downtown and it's very sad there's a lot of homeless a lot of addiction Mm -hmm. a lot of violence and abuse 
But this particular day, I went to pick up some stuff. And so on my way coming down mm -hmm. to get on the freeway, there was this lady and she was with a guy. Well, this particular lady, her clothes weren't clean and she was barefooted and the guy mm -hmm. was nice looking and dressed really nice and he was fussing at her. And so instantly I just looked to the side and I said, I wonder what she'd be mad if I offer her my shoes. Mm -hmm. It was kind of warm out, right? Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and I said, hi, ma'am, how are you? She's, she's crossing in front of my car. And by the time she make it here, I said, can I ask you a question? And she turned around real quick. She said, what? I said, would you be mad if I offer you my shoes? She said, no, ma'am. I had just purchased some Croc shoes. So I just took mm -hmm. them off my feet and, and gave them to, I said, I wear a 10. What size do you wear? She mm -hmm. said, oh, I wear a 10 also. <laughs> I kind of figured it because she was tall in statue and kind of my size, right? So mm -hmm. I took them off and I handed them to her. And she turned around and she put them, thank you, God. Mm. Mm. She put them on her feet. And as she walked across the street, she turned around and she looked at me and she said, thank mm. you. That mm. Woo, mm. shifted my mindset with shoes. See, I was mm. addicted to shoes. I had to have this color, that color, this color, that color. I want these sandals to match that. Mm. And in my closet, I had so many, pair, at least 200 pairs of mm. shoes. I kid you not. And I started looking at, I haven't bought many pairs since then. I wear the ones that I have a lot now because it shifted for me, Stephanie, because I'm spending money on shoes because they got a match because I'm a matchy kind of girl, right? <laughs> and we got these women out here. She didn't have no shoes on her feet. Right. But I was blessed mm -hmm. to give her mine. And the way she turned around and looked at me and said, it was like, mm -hmm. I'm not buying another pair of shoes unless I absolutely need them. And I'm going to tell mm -hmm. you, these don't even match every day. Half of the stuff I wear, but I'm going to them cute. on my feet. Honey, <laughs> it's that mind growth, right? Yes, because my, mind, my mindset said, because I didn't have anything growing up. My mother was on drugs. And anytime I had something, my auntie was like, that's mine. You don't get that. You know, I never had what all the other kids had. Yeah. So once I got older and mature enough, I'm, I'm buying whatever I want. Right. So it yeah. shift. My mindset shifted from I don't have to have all those shoes, even though I still have a house full. I probably wear like four or five pair all the time. So yeah. that mind shift with that gratitude mm -hmm. is very important. It's oh, yeah. so important. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. You just triggered my thought process about yeah. that that journal and affirm. So one of the things that, that uh, one of my nuggets is also journal and affirm. Mm. I, I, I call it GNA. So mm -hmm. you journal the things that are going on. And a lot of times when things are not going on well in your life, it'll come out on your journal and you mm -hmm. take that negative thing and you affirm it, you turn it into something positive. Mm. Like if, if I journal, like my shoes didn't match today. I felt very uncomfortable. I would journal. I'm grateful. I am enough alone. I have enough shoes. I'm willing to share all those things and just shift your mindset because it strengthens who you are as a person because you're, you're this small when you can say, I need 200 pair of doggone shoes to be important. It mm -hmm. didn't matter. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was connected to trauma. 
Mm-hmm. So give me another nugget of growth mindset. You are amazing if I didn't tell you already. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. So the other thing that I have really dug into and done a lot more of is meditation. Mm-hmm. And I don't sit for 30 minutes. I don't sit for two hours. I actually started when I really started looking at meditation, when you hear that word for the first time or when you when you've seen it in the world, right? Right. You think like a guru sitting your hands down and right like that. That's you have to do it that way because that's all that meditation is. Right. And I started with realizing that listening to my favorite song, like really, really listening to my favorite song and being present and hearing the words of my favorite song and maybe moving to that song. Right that would change my moment it would change my outlook in that day and then as i grew from that simple just listening to a song to now listening to vibrations and being calm at night has really fostered the growth in me Mm. being settling my brain so like you talked about when we're leaders our brains are going right? Like they just don't want to stop and we'll lie awake at night. Like I, I, same as you last night, I had one, like, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't answer that email and I'm not going to be working tomorrow. And I didn't answer that email and I didn't mm-hmm. work, I don't work tomorrow. And I, oh my goodness, I have to log in and I have to finish this. I don't, but that's where my brain works. Look, and I'm not. And I'm not. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> but sitting, sitting and just finding that sound, that person talking, that, you know, that beat that can just bring me to a centeredness for a moment. Mm-hmm. Can it, ha- it's just helped my growth and my mindset throughout the day because I don't have to, I do it at night. I'm a night person when it comes to, I'm not, most people have a morning ritual. Mm-hmm. I have a night ritual. It's mm-hmm. that gratitude journaling mm-hmm. and it's the meditating before I lay down at night to calm myself, center myself, bring me back to me at night, remembering it'll all be okay. No mm-hmm. matter what happened in that day, remembering That's it'll cool. all be okay to then build on it the next day. So that, that <sighs> meditation is my, is my next moment. <laughs> I think that that piece, because once you practice time management you will begin to check your days i got to do this i got to do that i got to do this Mm got to do that right and then you have to plan for a break for you (laughs) yeah yeah i I need to build like you did you built in today for a break and you didn't know that god had another plan for you yeah (laughs) this is still fun so we're all good (laughs) all right so with, with that being said i think that What's important for me, because I'm in recovery, um, 23 years sober. So I I also practice that, that gratitude and, you know, what can I do different? And so I was doing a show a couple of weeks ago and this, this young lady was on the phone and she said, I love the way you always pray. I walked through the building, just thanking God and, you know, give me the strength and what can I do to heal and help? And, how can you know god help me through this and because that relationship 
with my spirituality and the God that I serve is so important mm -hmm. to my mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Because it, it can't be about me right. because I'm fixed if it's about me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm in growth if it's about other people. And so mm -hmm. I try to live that. So my agency's now been open about 11 years, right? And I've been inspiring and empowering and coaching women for many, for 23. But uh, I think that it's a, it's a blessing. I get to, right? I mm -hmm. get to. Yes. And when I look at my mindset is I'm always trying to stay a couple steps ahead of them. So mm -hmm. I'm now this media personality that I, I don't have an issue with because I've been that already, but now I have to do it in a way that everybody else is doing. And then that's the hard part. My tech yeah. guy be like, could you read the script lady? Cause I don't do scripts, right? Cause I'm like, it's in my heart. I let God work it out. You got to speak your truth. Yeah. <laughs> Learning how to be strategic in that is the challenge okay. part about it. But I'm looking at it as this is a mind growth spurt moment for me. Like I'm, I'm stretching, right? My yep. mind is changing because I can get in here and facilitate a class with my with my eyes closed. But right. to get on here and have to do it in this format is like, okay, mm -hmm. I have to send the paper out and make sure you got the right name for the right, <sighs> mind growth, right? Yeah. Be willing to do something different because it's not yeah. always about us. Absolutely, absolutely. That when I wrote my book, I, who, you know, you, you go, I'm sure you did with your first book, you know, you go, you're like, who really wants to hear this? Like yes. you go through the steps of why am I doing this? Who really needs this? Why is my story so much better than somebody else's? Who that imposter syndrome, right? That yes, ma'am. That we all have. We all yes. fall back into time and time again. Um, but it was doing it, the process of doing it, getting it out, writing it, and then once I published it, that you're like. I needed that, that growth. Like I needed that push. I yeah. needed that time I, of sitting in front of the computer, typing it out and rethinking the stories. And again, that little girl's still there. Yes, yeah, she is. I have to visit her. She's not going away. That's right. I have to nurture her time and time again. And, and this was my big, my next big thing was the book, you know, it was, it was pushing myself to put my story out there because to what you said, it's not for me. It, yeah, it might've been a little bit for that little girl, but it's not for me. It's for you. It's for all of those folks that, you know, are listening to this, that need that inspiration, that little bit. It's not about me, right? You said it so great. <laughs> You know, so until I was 29 years old, I couldn't read or spell. Mm. So to write a book was like running up this hill. And every time I got to a little rock, I fell back down to the mm. little girl who can't read and can't spell. Mm. Because when I would go to school and it was time for me to read, mm -hmm. I would bump my throat along the table that would make me cough. So they'll send me to the nurse's office because I was afraid and embarrassed of the fact yeah. that I couldn't read or spell. Well, it was mm -hmm. so much going on at home. School was my mm -hmm. safe haven because the predator was at my home. Right. So to go and write that first book, it was like, I got to get it out. I got to get it out. I got to get it out. Right. Mm -hmm. And like yourself, 
well, maybe not like yourself. I had a, a dark shadow over me because the book that I was writing about is, is called The Hidden Victim because I was a hidden victim. Okay. My mother was being abused. Okay. But I was the hidden victim because my stepfather would abuse her physically and abuse me sexually. Mm-hmm. So, and physically. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like I got to get this book out. But I didn't want my mother to feel bad because she was the monster in my book, right? One of the monsters. I- Yeah, I'm right there with you. I had to put it out there. So yeah, I agree. Yes. And so, but I realized that so many women are in these relationships with unhealthy men because there's a lot of good men out there. I Mm -hmm. have one. He is amazing. Right? He's amazing. (laughs) Oh, he's amazing. And, um, but there are a lot of good men out there. But at that point in time, my mother still can't choose good men. I just have yeah. to say that. Oh yeah. <laughs> she yeah. was on my show one day and she was she swore she got abused one time. I said, I guess you clump it all together because every man yeah. you had beat you. Right. <laughs> so I I have to say that that book was a part of a mind growth for me because I stepped into a different place in my life. Like I am worthy. Mm-hmm. I am worthy. Right. Because mm-hmm. I, I would I, I said I have this book in me and I and I'm a storyteller because I couldn't read a spell, so I just tell stories and be all right. having fun, right? And this and, and then when I wrote that book, I said, Oh my God, that was an amazing experience. I cried all the time mm-hmm. when it was coming out because it's really detailed. It's really detailed about mm-hmm. every single thing that happened with the whole weekend with my stepfather. But I also wanted to say that there are people that are watching and listening to the voices of two authors. Mm -hmm. And we both were little girls that had to grow into leaders really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. And and I want to tell you that if there is a book in you, sweetie, and sir, you can get it out of you. You don't have to be an amazing speaker. You don't have to be amazing Mm -hmm. writer. You don't have to be any of that. That mm-hmm. book can come out. You can speak it into your phone and it turns into a text. You can write it because you want to emotionally hash it out. Or you can yeah. share it with a ghostwriter that would do it for you. Whatever it is, you get that out of you, even if you don't want to publish it right mm-hmm. now. Because later mm-hmm. on, you might change your mind. You get that out. And I promise you, that is a shift for your mind. Mm. Because after doing that, I've done my second one and I'm working on my third one because I think it's about 10 or 15 in there. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm so proud of you, Stephanie. I'm so proud of your journey. I am so proud that you went in because the work Mm -hmm. is internal, right? Mm -hmm. It's internal. Mm -hmm. And and excuse my Swahili, but I'm a badass when it comes to organizing and getting some stuff done. I got you. I can do that. But when it came to standing up and healing that little girl inside, I was afraid time and mm-hmm. time again. I tippy toe back and look at her like, come on. No, she don't want to come on. I need to go back and get her mm-hmm. and heal her, Pull her. And, yep. and love her and yep. hug her. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, absolutely. So you tell me, what is the last um, thing that you do for your mind growth? What does that look like? What is the thing that if you could tell our guests, our mm-hmm. listeners, uh, the younger Stephanie, what would you tell her? Mm-hmm. I remember wow. that there is love. Mm-hmm. And I remind myself that it's okay that that love comes from me. 
it's okay that I love myself. It's okay that I'm here now. I'm, I'm deserving. I am enough in this moment. And I truly am here to serve others and that's okay. That's good. It's not a bad thing. Love, love is really, really what you have to go back to. You gave me the chill, Stephanie. So I want to say this. Mm -hmm. I am blessed and honored that I get to connect with you. I am honored that you said yes. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. so many times people don't want to go back to that dark place Mm -hmm. but in order to have your own mind shift you have to heal the inner child that didn't get a chance to grow Mm -hmm. you have to forgive the mother and father that couldn't give you what you needed Mm -hmm. maybe because they didn't have it right Mm, what in order right Mm -hmm. i think one of my favorite connections is um is my godmother. She's a little lady, about four, nine, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like five, nine, almost six feet tall. Yeah. And I love her to death. That little lady gives me these hugs that sends mm-hmm. chills through my body. <laughs> right? Because I, I never got that. Mm-hmm. I knew how to give them because I needed it. But mm-hmm. for someone to come to me and hug me, is what I always needed, right? Yeah. And so she does that. And she just reaches up to me and she hugs me. And I just like, I want to pick her up and shake her like oh, a teddy bear. It. Right? Yes. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> oh my God, you're my sister. You understand that, huh? I do. I do. Yeah. And because again, we don't we don't ask for it, right? And so when it comes to us, it's just, oh, so good. I needed that. How did yes. you know? <laughs> How did you know? Yes. So, <laughs> we got so much love over here, but that's all growth mindset. Yeah. From taking, changing our trauma yep. into a growth mindset. Because when you're traumatized, you're fixed. I don't like them. They don't like me. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to yep. do that. Don't come over here. I don't want that. Leave me alone. Yep. Right? Because you're hurt and you put that big wall up. Mm-hmm. And when you start to chip away at that wall, little by little Mm -hmm. and you allow the love in that you need Mm -hmm. then you can shift your mindset and grow into the person that you've always been but you left them back there so now you got to go back and get them so they Mm -hmm. can grow and then we can be one that unity because my my prayer for me all the time is that one day stephanie i don't have to go back and get latoya Mm. that she'll be right here with me yeah should absolutely. be right here with me but yes. because of so much trauma i'm constantly you know having to go back and get her come yeah. on come on look yeah. a, come on <laughs> 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 so yeah like you pull it huh yeah back and forth, back and forth. It's, a, it's an internal battle mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna say this this one thing and then i promise i'm gonna i'm gonna let you go <laughs> My trauma was that as deep where I pretend like I had a twin sister, right? It got Mm -hmm. so bad. 
And I would go to school in the sixth grade, pretending like I was another person. Mm. And the kids around me probably knew I was off my rockers, but I really, really played it to the T. I talk Mm. about it in my first book. It was, um, people will call me Latanya. My name is Latoya, but people will call me Latanya. And after I got gang raped by these six boys, I didn't want to be Latoya anymore. So I created this person um, that I was being called anyway. So y'all call me Latanya anyway. I might as well be it. Mm-hmm. And it got so bad. I, I remember it was at Christmas time, close to Christmas. And one of my friends had this necklace on and she tried to grab me. I had the necklace on, but she tried she tried to grab me and it cut her hand. Mm. It slid her hand down the middle. It was an accident. We were kids. Mm-hmm. But I went back to school the next day because that was more trauma. And I didn't think about it until I was writing that that book. Mm -hmm. I went to school the next day because she was one of the ones that was really nice to me, that really liked me, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I went to school the next day, I was Latanya for like two weeks. So I had to stay in that. (laughs) I had to stay in character for about two weeks. I kid you Mm -hmm. not. Like they was like, well, where's Latoya? She's She's with my dad. And, you know, we both can't be here together. I'm thinking like just bonkers. And I remember she came to me and she was like, oh, my God, look what happened to my hand, Latoya. And I was like, I'm not Latoya, I'm Latanya, right? It's yeah. just, it was just so much trauma, yeah. so much trauma, right? Mm-hmm. I thought about doing a whole skit about that. It was about six months yeah. um, in sixth grade. Because after after I was gang raped and it was like, that's what you get for doing this. And, and then I just created this whole entity of who I was and mm-hmm. finally it was graduation time and they wanted <laughs> Latoya and Latanya both to show up for school I couldn't pull that off right so the gig was up they laughed at me and they made fun of me but when I became uh an older woman probably like in my 30s I really dissected my thought process right mm-hmm. because Latoya was the one that got in so much trouble she was the one that was assaulted she was the one that went through so much so i needed to recreate me and today mm-hmm. as a 52 year old woman i go back and pull her along but my prayer is that she can be with me one day and i never have to go back and rescue her yeah. i don't want to have to rescue her i want her to come right here yeah. and so as yeah. i'm constantly developing my mindset and my mind shift and my mind growth and my prayer my prayer is is to bring Latoya here and never have to go rescue her again. So yeah. if you can say there. say that again. So we're going to get her there. We're going to get my she's going to be here. <laughs> yeah. All together. That's our prayer yeah. right here, right here. I don't want yeah. to go if I have to I will on a daily basis, but my prayer is to bring her right here and let her know that she is enough alone. Mm-hmm. Right? right? I'm not mm-hmm. embarrassed of her. She made a lot of unhealthy choices and decisions, but she moved forward. And that helped with the mirror exercise, looking in the mirror and saying, I'm beautiful because the scars that are in my face, some of them come from my abuse, being a victim of domestic violence. But um, I had some when I was a youth and I couldn't pull. How are you going to go to school and be a different kid? And you got scars in your face. They see the scars, but in my mind, I was a whole new person. Mm-hmm. Um so um, I just wanted to share that with you when yeah, you think no. about mind growth, yeah. mind growth, mind growth. So what mm-hmm. would you share with our guests as we come to closing? Because I can talk to you forever. You have a kind yeah. spirit. 
<laughs> Thank you. You know, as we've been talking about our the our younger selves, you know, that we have to revisit. And when you take a look at the things that you've gone through and you take that inventory to find who you really are, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid when you find that thing, that one thing that sparks and you're like, that's who I am. That's what I need to do. That's where I need to go. Don't be afraid. When you find that thing, it's calling to you for a reason. Mm -hmm. So be who you really are. Show up in this world because just like you and I, our stories are important. They're for a reason. So it could be one person or a hundred people, right? But be you, be you because you're worthy and worth everything that's coming for you. Amazing. And I want to say this on behalf of Latoya and Latanya. <laughs> two, two for one. <laughs> two. Look, the name of my company is called Two Lifestyles, right? Okay. <laughs> so uh, you're you're amazing and you are Thank a power you. of strength. And I think the piece that stood out for me the most is when we share the strength of our mothers, because Again, when we're not where we can be in our lives, it not only affects us, but it's also, it also affects our children. Mm -hmm. And so for us to go back and forgive, mm -hmm. right? To forgive, yeah. to forgive our parents for the mistakes that they're made so we can be okay yep. is where the mind growth is. So I wanna say to you, yeah. there's someone that has hurt you in your life. There's someone that made you feel like you're not good enough, you're not worthy. If you hold on to that, your mindset is fixed. You're fixed on pain. You're fixed on trauma. You're fixed on the past. What Stephanie and I are encouraging you to do is to move to that growth mindset. Forgive them so you can forgive you and move on. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton. Thank you so much for tuning in to Royal Table Talk. And I am your host. And we want to make sure that Stephanie can tell us how can we find you in the world? What is the name of your book? We want to be able to find you. You can find my book on Amazon and it's Stephanie Lynn Salick. You got this life lessons Ooh. to leadership. And oh, I'm also, you got this. Yes, you got this. <laughs> uh, I'm also very, have, mostly on LinkedIn, same name. That's going to find, you're going to get the best content. <laughs> Okay, you're a LinkedIn girl. I'm gonna have to learn that one. That's just too much for the old lady right now. I'm gonna stick where I am. Mm -hmm. But thank you. Of course. <laughs> thank no. you so much. And hopefully we can do some projects together. I have a lot coming up. I would love to have you a speaker yes. to be able to pour into our women because you Absolutely. have the soul that I think that you have to let's just make this world a better place. Because if yes. if we can't give it to them, then who will? Absolutely. And I'm just down the road in San Diego. So you right up the road. All right. What <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a blessed day. You too. Bye.